Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin. To have you with us, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope your New Year is off to a great start. And uh, we, it certainly is here. It's uh, cold down here. Texas seems like it's cold across the country. We had a really interesting New Year, uh, interesting holidays. So for me, it was traveling, and uh, we're taking care of seniors uh, in our family, the, a- the aged. So we had, we had a different Christmas. How was yours, listeners? Hope it was a great one, and uh, looking forward to having you uh, be with us each and every week uh, throughout the new year as we look to bring you the most updated information what's going on in the industry. Again, this broadcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage prof- professionals, and we're the proud recipient of the Progress in Lending Innovation Award, so we're honored to have that. It is Monday, January 5th. For those of you who are listening to this on a downloaded broadcast, Again, Happy New Year. Special thank you goes out to United Guarantee, one of our sponsors. And um, I want to ask you a question. Are you aware of their lender-paid mortgage insurance uh, that they have? Are your borrowers, more important, here's another question. Are you giving the borrowers the benefit of that? You should be checking this out because lender-paid mortgage insurance often results in lower monthly payments when compared to the borrower-paid monthly option. And borrowers may gain tax benefits compared to the borrower paid option. So be sure to check this out. Borrowers may get more house with the lender paid option for several uh, for the same monthly payment. So check it out at www.ugcorp.com or get a hold of your local representative. You can go on the same website and uh, they will get you to the connect of the right one. Again, mortgage insurance Unwritten by United Guarantee Residential Insurance Company. Good to have them. Thank you, United Guarantee, for being a sponsor. Also, Velma, Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant. Good to have them. They do a great job of getting the word out. Many of you get these emails that go out. They create them. They do them. And I tell you, again, when you work with them, if you work with them, give them some, a little more time than I do to get things out. It's still amazing what a great job they do. I want to thank our friends at Velma. Check them out at V-E-L-M-A dot com. Also, special thank you goes out to Alice Alvey of Mortgage U Indicom, Joe Farr of MBS Quoteline, Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor of MBS Mortgage Banking Solutions, for all making huge contributions to this broadcast each and every week. Good to have you with us. Uh, no conferences to really talk about, so let's get right into what's going on with the markets. Joe Farr, Happy New Year. Hey, hey it's a good start to the new year, too. Yeah, no kidding. I'm looking at your screen right now. Love that. I know. We're up nine thirty seconds on the day and you know, it's uh uh you know, just continuing the rally that we had uh to, to end the year on. Unfortunately the stock market's off a bunch. Uh the so we're in mortgage rally and stock sell off mode right now. The Dow's down three hundred and fifteen. Um and oil prices are falling and, and so, you know, we just have uh we have a lot of movement going on and and uh, you know, when you compare what's happening today to all the stuff that happened uh, during the thin trading weeks around Christmas and Thanksgiving, it's kind of understandable. It is, but it's, we're going to be talking later in the hot topics. I mean, something I didn't cover, but we're going to be giving, uh, telling all our listeners things that they should be paying attention to. And the fact that oil prices are falling now to five and a half year lows, that is something that has some potential consequences that we're going to be talking about in, in the hot topic segment. So really looking forward to that. So uh, tell us about last week. It was one of those kind of slow weeks, but there was some activity. Well, you know, there was a holiday shortened week and, and, you know, thin trading that goes along with it. But it was a good week for mortgage-backed security prices. Uh, uh, They improved about 20, 30 seconds on the week to the best level since back in the middle of May of 2013. So uh, uh, a nice a nice rally to end the year and carrying over to the beginning of this year. And most of most of the improvement last week occurred on Friday, which uh, uh, you know it followed a disappointing ISM index. Uh, the uh, manufacturing yeah, was... sector was supposed to have uh, 
grown somewhere around 58, and it came in at 55. So it's still expansion, but a little slower pace. Uh, and it is the slowest pace of growth since June. So uh, uh, the market felt that you know that was not good economic news coming in. MBS price right. improved. Uh, every other announcement last week was a little below expectations as well, and we hadn't said that in a long time. Most of the time, it's mm-hmm. it's been mixed or mostly good. So consumer confidence rose in November, but not as much as expected. Uh, jobless claims rose a little bit. PMI, Chicago PMI fell. Pending home sales, they they rose, but again, not as much as expected. And construction spending uh, fell a little bit in November. So. Uh, for the week, uh, MBS, like I said, MBS prices improved 20, 30 seconds. And uh, uh, for the week, you know, when you look at where the Dow is now, I mean, we've fallen, uh, we fell last week and we're falling big today, but we're still 500 big points time. above where we were in the middle of December. So that yeah. big rally that occurred in the week before the Christmas week uh, uh, is still in a, you know, built into the Dow, but. Uh, We've only retained about half of that thousand point increase. Yeah, it's down three hundred fifteen point nine seven points is what I'm seeing on the screen right now. Right now, now yeah, for today. today. Yeah, yeah, That's right, right at the moment today, intraday. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. Then uh, looking at, at this weekday, we got a couple big big events. Non-farm payrolls comes out on Friday, and the uh, consensus yeah. calls for about two hundred forty-five thousand net new jobs, which uh, again would be a great a great month if that occurs. It's down from the 321,000 that that we saw in November. Um, that might get revised a little lower. Who knows? But uh, uh, still a, still a positive, good level of job still creation. Net growth. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, minutes for the Fed meeting, the December Fed meeting, come out on Wednesday at two o'clock. Uh, I keep saying that shouldn't be a big market mover, but it sure seems to be. Seems like every time the industry gets to see or investors get to see. Uh, the details behind the thought process at those meetings, uh, uh, it, it causes a little volatility in the market. So pay attention Wednesday at 2 o'clock. The only other data really that's coming out is ISM Services Index. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, ADP comes out on Wednesday, and any you know as, as that proceeds the jobs report. It, ADP mm-hmm. has been a pretty good indicator of the direction of uh, how job count should should move and so uh it'll be interesting to see what ADP puts out on Wednesday and then jobless claims on Thursday which uh um, again is is uh, gained a little attention this last week since it rose back uh to close to 300,000 uh new jobless claims last week looks like we could have some good job information that'll be interesting but yeah the FO anytime you have like you said the FOMC or the Federal Open Market Committee the Fed Committee on Monetary Policy talking. That could probably be the biggest single event of the week, unless we continue to watch some unusual changes in in uh, the unemployment rates. So, any thoughts on the unemployment rates with the kind of growth well, we're having? I would think it should it should remain the move. same at five point seven or possibly fall. Well, the consensus calls for it to go from its current last reading was five point eight. Yeah, it's currently at five point eight. You're right. Yeah, the consensus consensus calls for it to go to five point seven. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, a small improvement. Small, small improvement. Yeah, well, it's going the right direction, treading the right direction. So hope, hopefully we'll see that. Joe, thank you so much. Looking forward to your you feedback in the Hot Topics segment. I'm looking at your notes. And, folks, you're not going to want to miss what some of the things Joe's going to be talking about. Very good stuff, Joe. I'm looking forward to that. And we got Paul Mollo on the line. That guy, I tell you, can't, I'm on his website reading some of his articles this morning. Can't wait to have him on. Then followed by Alice Al. We got the full lineup. All the way through to the Profit Doctor at the end, folks. We'll be right back after this brief break. Looking for that competitive edge? MBS Quoteland delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect and know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS Quoteline, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about MBS Quoteline today at MBS mbsquoteline.com mbsquoteline.com 646-716-4972 The Lickin' on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin'. 
Good to have you back. It is January 6th. 2015, for those of you who are listening, I'm on the imfnews.com website, and we have the infamous Paul Mallow on the line. Paul, good to have you. Happy New Year, friend. Happy New Year. I think we've had this conversation before. I'm not sure infamous is a compliment, I by the way. I keep using that word, well, because, and I know, I know, I, 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 it's one of those words you get locked. I know, I know, it's probably not. But anyway, famous, we'll just go to famous. Leave out the Well, infamous. that's, that's even, yeah. I'm not sure that's true, but yeah. thank you. Uh, hey, you guys well, were talking a little bit about uh, the market. I just checked uh, online, and it looks like oil may break below $50 a barrel today. That would be wow. phenomenal. Huge. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's fascinating to watch. I'm just shocked that it, it is where it is. And, you know, I guess the you know deflation fears are huge. And uh, I was talking to Barry Habib a week or two ago about all this. And, you know, a lot of people think $50 – Cheap, cheap oil is a good thing, but there's a lot of people employed in the, uh, you know, the oil, oil sector in your state as well as, uh, you know, the housing, uh, the housing prices being driven up in oil states. If, you know, if some of that, you know, starts going downhill fast uh, or even faster, I should say, it could there could be some damage out there in the housing market. Uh, but that's not what you know. I, I wrote about today on, in, in the IMF News blog. Uh, let's see on the daily uh, on the daily today on the website we have uh, mortgage sales by depository spiking. John Bancroft wrote that. Uh, that's sort of interesting. You know, it looks like some banks might might have been taking profits off the table, and they're sitting on a huge inventories of whole loans, and uh, a lot of this stuff is jumbos. And uh, maybe you know, it looks like banks were you know taking some profits, maybe getting rid of some. Uh, uh, loans in the whole loan market, which uh, prices are really strong these days. Um, we also have a story about uh, Mountain View Servicing Group. Uh, they're out in the market early with a, you know, first day back, they're out with a $4.2 billion bulk uh, MSR sale. And I know I talked to Tom Piercy over uh, yeah. at uh, Ma- um, the other uh, company, Interactive Mortgage, and he, he's predicting we're going to see a lot of announcements soon. So that was interesting. Uh, we did our subservicing uh, ranking uh, in IMF and IMF News. Um, basically, you know, things are flat in the subservicing market, but there were some really big declines at uh, B of A, Aquin, and Nation Star. And I should also point out, according to our numbers, uh, there's there's roughly four companies that subservice 100 billion dollars uh, or more in contracts, and that's that's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. Four four different subservicers of 100 billion dollars uh, uh, or more in contracts. So, also we have a story on the website about SunTrust Mortgage. They got uh, they're planning for yet another charge to earnings because of a mortgage settlement. They claim this is old news, but apparently it's a new disclosure about maybe old news. It just goes to show that uh, they have some more uh, legacy issues, shall we say, to work through. Also, there's a story about uh, Golden First. That's a mortgage lender in Great Neck, New York, Golden First Mortgage. Uh, They had a big settlement with the government concerning FHA underwriting, and their CEO and owner, uh, I believe his name is David... uh, uh, Movtadi, he apparently has been banned from um, doing any yeah. business with the government from now on. So that's that's pretty pretty harsh settlement. And uh, short takes a number of items there. One of uh, might catch some people's uh, interest. Uh, we're going to do a bigger story on it. And I was talking to a well-known headhunter, uh, Rick Glass, and we'll be expanding out on that. He was telling me last week, you know, that there's a bit of concern about people coming out of MBA school, and uh, and you know, from what he's hearing. Uh, not a lot of these people are choosing the mortgage industry as a career. And, uh, you know, he was talking a little bit about that with me last week, and that's maybe something you could talk about, too, yourself. Uh, you know, are, yeah. are MBA graduates, you know, avoiding the industry because of either all the bad press or maybe they just don't like the, the, the immediate term outlook for the industry? So, yeah, we threw that out there, and uh, I thought that's of uh, of interest to your your viewers as well as mine. So that's all yeah, the good very stuff. Good. All good stuff. And uh, I'm looking at, by the way, I looked up the definition of infamous. You are so right. See, here's what happens when you use a word and you, you get off and you want to check definitions. See, you're a writer, so you check out definitions all the time. I don't, and I want to apologize. Boy, you are anything but, but okay. an infamous. You are. You well, are when I think of infamous, I think of Charles Manson or something like that. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be in that exactly company. Right. Well, no, you don't. No, no, it, it is. It's not a good. It's not something. But see, I'm thinking of it as you're just, you know, 
standing, outstanding in your crowd. So anyway, well, bad, you. bad, bad. Check out definitions before you use them. You do it all the time. Great website, folks. This, this, this is something that you should be making a part. You were talking about our recommendations for 2015, things you should be focusing on. I'm telling you, listeners, focus on imfnews.com. Check it out. Paul writes. He stays on top of things. He talks to the those out there in the industry that are um, that that really are in the know, and we're privileged to be one of the ones that he calls. So it's good to have the relationship going with you, Paul. Happy New Year, and again, same to you. To the highly respected and to the anything but infamous Paul Malo, thank you so much for joining us, and we're glad to have thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Say hi to everyone there. See you next week. Will do. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Alice Alvey, always fun to have you on. And I, I'm not going to call anybody infamous anymore. Boy, I tell you, that those days are done. I went and looked at that one up. That's just like, ow, damn. <laughs> have you ever had a word, Alice, that you use and you think you got the definition right and you just go, oops? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, it's always fun at the beginning of the year to hear the words that, you know, are banned for the year. I think it's... Uh, at Lake Superior State University, one of the uh, universities in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, issues uh, you know the words that should be banned, right? Oh, that's <laughs> so, good. Uh, send me that list. <laughs> so there's a See, few Andy of them. Everybody has a filter button. He uses he says filter, filter, filter. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, anyway. Just a little frustrated uh, oh. myself. About that. Anyway, it's good to have you here. Happy New Year to you. Let's focus on some of the things that I'm really looking forward to our discussion, the hot topic segment, for the reason we already discussed. But you do have some things that you want our listeners really to really be aware of that that we need to get covered here in this segment. So go for it. Yeah, so just very quickly here, you know, obviously we don't have any new legislation because this is a new legislative session starting today, and there's a few things posted out there but not worth mentioning that are just starting up today. But we'll uh, watch that for you throughout the year as this new two-year cycle begins. Uh, There are two, uh, there's one major proposed rule impacting the servicing group. Um, So that comment period is open until March 16th. They've got some time to kind of get out the cobwebs. Somebody was saying today felt like a double Monday, and I thought that was a great a line. <laughs> That's not like that. <laughs> it's like twice as bad as a regular Monday, right? Because your <laughs> Friday felt like Monday because you just got back and then you turned anyway. So uh, that's the big thing. So I just want to make sure for the servicing group, uh, get yourself taking a look at these constant changes again to the servicing rules. Uh, this is going to be impacting forced place insurance uh, and a few other areas, uh, loss mid and a few other things uh, within the uh, the servicing area. So get yourself out for that uh, to read that component and decide if you need to respond. Um, and then, you know, 2015, I'll talk about later in my next segment. We've got the collateral underwriter, Humda Changes, a new FHA guide, TILA, got all kinds <laughs> of stuff up in 2015 for folks on the operations and compliance side. It is a lineup. Man, we got a lot to talk about. Can't wait to get to that segment. So we're going to move on so we can't get as much of that time as possible. Alice, happy New Year. Thank you so much for being here and also standing in and hosting those broadcasts when I I can't be. So I appreciate you at many levels for many reasons. Good friend, great company, folks. Check out MortgageU. In fact, we're going to be right back with... Tony Garitano and his predictions for technology for 2015 right after this break. But listen to this ad and pay attention to it. You want a good company, a QC company. If you want a good training company, this is what you need to listen to. Right back after this brief break. If you have questions about mortgage regulations, Indicom Mortgage U has free answers. If you need ideas about how to reinvent your organization, Indicom Mortgage U will share great ideas. When you need help at any step of the loan process, give us a call or send an email. The Indicom team of experts have been helping mortgage players from origination through servicing for over 30 years. Your success is our focus. Whether it's a quick question or long-term support, portfolio, conventional, or government lending, it's a competitive market. So let Indicom Mortgage U give you the edge. Ah, so fun. I love our listeners who write me immediately and they go, I think Paul Malo is infamous. He writes bad articles. I think he's just famous and wonderful. He writes good articles. And others are writing me saying, hey, Dave, don't worry. I misuse that word a lot. Thanks for bringing that up. So anyway, see, we're a full-service radio program. We help you figure out what words to use. And someone wrote me and said, Alice, if you get that list from Alice, have her send it on to me. So anyway, it's good to have you as listeners. Appreciate our audience so much. 
We've got Tony Giratano on the line, Mr. Technology himself. He's founder of Progress in Lending, and uh, excited to have you here, Tony. Happy New Year. Let's talk about um, what you're, you see as the biggest technology trend for 2015, my friend. Well, I, I don't think I'm I'm speaking out of turn or saying anything um, revolutionary when I say that there's going to be a big trend towards uh, broader industry usage of data and analytics. Um, I think the industry is going to both rely on more uh, data and analytics from outside sources, and they're also going to become um, more data-driven in their overall mortgage process in 2015, and I think that's going to be out of necessity. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, there's this is going to be a year where I think more more intense focus will be on technology, especially as we look at the TRID, we look at all the things that are having to be complied with. I mean, I, I think volume-wise, for those who are in a SaaS model, I think their income should be doing fine because we should by all, you know, we'll talk about this in the hot topic segment, but volume should be reasonably good. But given the, where we're at as an industry, what do you see as the state of technology innovation look like for 2015? Is it just non-existent because of everyone scrambling to get the TRID and all the other, the truth, you know, the, the integrated disclosures and everything else up to speed and I making sure they're fully that, compliant? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's a big focus. I mean, every vendor I speak to talks about, you know, how they're doing that or how they're starting to do that. And, and you know, I, I think that there there can be innovation in um, how you choose to comply with those new rules. So, yeah, you know, I good. look to see, you know, how vendors do it in a new and creative way. Um, and I think that those are the vendors that, that will stand out. And, and, of course, Dave, I also look to see those that if there are vendors that, that are out of compliance and that, that just can't yeah. keep up um, because I'm hearing rumors And we're hearing about rumors that. of those. We're hearing, in the case are we, we're hearing stories about those, Tony. I mean, there are some lenders that, that some vendors were, I don't know if it's bad rumors sent by competition or what, but there are some right. that may not make this, make this cut. That, I mean, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if that's actually the case, Dave, but I'm hearing those rumors, too. I mean, at this point, it's hard to know if it's just, you know, one doc prep bad-mouthing the other doc prep or one LOS right. bad-mouthing another LOS, but I'm hearing the same rumors. I think this is going to be an interesting year for for some technology players out there. Well, if you want to stay on top of what's happening, Tony Garitano and his publication, www.progressandlending.com, is the place to be checking it out. He really is. You do really do have an amazing a pulse, a sense of the pulse of what's happening out there, Tony. And, and like Paul Mollo stays on top of some of the articles and some of the moving stories, you really do the same in the technology space and, and also give some great other perspective out there beyond that. So really blessed to have you uh, be a part of this broadcast and, and be in relationship with you, and I encourage anyone listening to the broadcast to do the same. Get a hold of Tony at 203-529-3131 or email him at Tony at ProgressInLending.com. Happy New Year, Tony. Look forward to having you back. Happy again. New Year, Dave. Blessings, my friend. Appreciate you. Let's get over and check out our good friend Sam uh, Garcia of Mortgage Daily. Uh, Sam has got a great publication. I'm always paying attention to that for many other reasons. See, you, 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 there's there's an old proverb that says, in the multitude of counselors, you go to war. And, man, sometimes business feels in this environment, the regulatory environment, can feel a little bit like war. So, I mean, getting as many data points as you can get, always valuable. And Sam Garcia and Mortgage Daily is one of those data points, along with Paul and, and Tony. So, Sam, good to have you here. Happy New Year. Give us a quick rundown of what you have as headlines here. Hey, David, and just uh, want to let you know, you can call me infamous, and uh, I'll take it as a term of the term. Okay, we had, uh, we, had a report on, <laughs> we had a report on agency issuance. Uh, fixed rate agency issuance, uh, MBS issuance, jumped 14% in December from November, and that gain was powered by Fannie Mae, which saw uh, issuance jump by 39%. So end of the year strong when it comes to issuance. Um, 
We had our uh, mortgage market index last week, which we get information from from Optimal Blue. And basically what we saw was that the first week of 2005 was slower than the first week of 2014. Not a good start. So hope, hopefully that will pick up as time goes on. You, you mentioned that there weren't a whole lot of conferences. Um, we've identified uh, 70 mortgage-related events that are just in the first quarter of this year for our mortgage conference calendar, which people can find that. How many? 70. So uh, th- this Whoa. is over at our calendar. It's at mortgagedaily.com slash conferenceschedule.asp. So we've got 24 go. for January. We've got 18 for uh, February and another 30 in March. Um, a couple of the ones I wanted to highlight, there's a, the 16th Residential Mortgage Litigation and Regulatory Enforcement uh, Conference at the Omni in Los Angeles on January 15th. Uh, in February, there's the National Mortgage Servicing Conference in Dallas on February 23rd. And in uh, March, one of the conferences that are going on is the National Technology and Mortgage Banking Conference, which is at the Hyatt in Orlando. So all the details hmm. and links to those events are all on our calendar for each of those months. Um, okay, now I'm on a, your website. For those that are looking there, where where do we find that on your website? I'm looking at uh, it right now. Well, there's a the most recent story actually says over 70 mortgage events in Q1 is the headline. Oh, and, there it uh, is. Yeah, so I click on that. Yeah, so that'll get me to the calendar. But I need to find that. Yes. Yeah, and and, and again, okay, the calendar's right. at the calendar'satmortgagedaily.com/slash/conferenceschedule.asp. So that's where oh, okay, everything's at by good. month. All right. Um, we, we saw that delinquency reached a 10-month high uh, in November, according to Black Knight, jumped up to 7.71% uh, in November from 7.13% in October. So a little bit of an uptick there. Um, hopefully that's just the end-of-the-year type of a thing. Um, we saw that uh, Hilltop Holdings, which owns uh, Prime Lending, completed its acquisition of Southwest Security, which is a warehouse lender. So people are always interested in what's going on with warehouse lenders since they've uh, you know, kind of been scarce uh, in the last couple of years. Coffee went up uh, again for the second month in a row. It's at 0.686. And probably even more significant is um, that the one-year Treasury yield, which was only 0.11% at the end of October, has soared to 0.25% um, as of the, the end of uh, last year. So you can see the short-term yields uh, rising, even though uh, even though the long-term yields have been hanging pretty low. Um, finally, uh, something that was kind of related to what you were talking with Tony about um, is that Titan Lenders uh, said it was exiting the uh, retail fulfillment space. Uh, it said that on Tuesday. Mm. And uh, the CEO, Mary Clad, explained in the statement that Handling retail lenders is high touch while only providing more uh, low margins. And what was really revealing is her. She made a quote in that statement, and she said, "Quote: We can no longer operate in retail to our high standards due to the increasing cost to originate and the unforgiving compliance environment." Wow, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. So that, that wraps very up well. so, really the last yeah, week's so, activity. So. Well, this, you know, Sam, you've got a great website here. I encourage listeners to check it out. Again, I keep telling everyone you know, you got to have a multitude of resources to be checking on. This is one you can depend on from a great data. It really kind of picks up on the things that are not covered. So that's why I like how you cover space that others don't. So you do a great job on it. Thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast, Sam, and uh, really appreciate you, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year to you. And I'll look forward to it. Uh, anyway, I'll be sending you an email. Look forward to here in just a minute. All right, let's move on to the prophet doctor. He is in the house. We got uh, him nailed down. Now, yeah, he's got a pretty heavy, crazy schedule. So uh, I know, Andy, we've got a lot covering up. Of course, for those that don't know, the prophet doctor is Andy Shell, my business partner in Mortgage Banking Solutions. And this segment is officially sponsored by Optimal Blue Secondary Interactive. Prophet doctor, what you got for us hey, today? Dear. Can't, hey, can't happy, wait to start 2015. It's so exciting. It's another odd <laughs> number <laughs> year. <Yeah. laughs> I generally generally prefer even numbers. Well, I had just two quick points. Two quick points. The first is that just for refresher of, you know, back to CFPB stuff, but mortgage companies, when they originate, close a loan, and then sell it to an investor, sometimes it gets sold to the investor after the first payment notification cutoff is passed. 
in which case the first payment comes to the originating lender and then the second payment goes to the investor. In those cases, when you're collecting that first payment, you are subject to the CFPB servicing rules. And in the CFPB servicing rules, there's not all of them, but there's actually two that you're, you're subject to. One of them is, and the most important one I want to talk about real quick, is it's called Qualified Written Request, a QWR. If you get a letter from a homeowner... QWR. QWR, Qualified Written Request. It's a letter from a customer. If you get one, there's timelines you have to follow, and you have to have a system to track that you got the response and that you responded to the customer based on the timelines that are outlined in the bulletin. That's the first point. We're yep. going to talk more about this. The mm-hmm. second point I want to talk about real quick, Dave, is I've been thinking about MSRs and SRPs. So we know that I'm going to give the kind of the more textbook definition, and then I'm going to make it simple. MSR, mortgage servicing right, it's, it's the present value of net future cash flows, and it creates an intangible asset. Okay, well, I say that, and Joe understands what I said, but otherwise nobody else does. So, <laughs> That's the secret handshake amongst your CPAs. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so and then there's I'm obviously I'm kidding. Obviously you and Alice know this stuff, I know. even the CPA stuff too. But um the servicing release premium is is really it's it's a cash payment you get when you sell your loan and, and it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. It's the premium discount paid by the investor, it's the investor purchasing the escrows, and it includes the SRP and it's very manipulated. It's a very manipulated number. So here's a better way to think about it. Do you remember the cartoon Popeye? Yes. With, uh, it's a long and, one. Too and, many and, people. And, that and, reveals our age, Andy. I know. Well, in that cartoon, look it up. Look up Popeye. There's a character called Wimpy. And Wimpy is this great big fat guy that loves hamburgers. He's he's known as the hamburger-loving moocher. And so his favorite saying was, what Wimpy would always say is, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Because he understands present value. He says, I want it now, and I'll pay you later. So that's, that's how we're going we're gonna to apply this to servicing. So um, pay, getting it today and get the hamburger today, if I pay later, that's kind of like the MSRs. Mm. An MSR is you get the cash, you get more tomorrow. You get to collect the service fees and the late charges and the ancillary fees, and you get to hold the escrow funds and the benefit of the escrow funds, which can be lower warehouse fees as an offset, your deposit at a bank. Or if you are a bank, it's kind of like free deposits, and the ROE on on escrows go way, way up. So an MSR is like get more tomorrow. An SRP is get more cash today. So if you're cash-strapped and you got to have the money right now, you want an SRP because you're going to get more cash today. MSRs. You'll get mm-hmm. more tomorrow, and that's yeah. just like Wimpy. I'd rather have a hamburger today, and I'll pay you on Tuesday. I want my, I want it now. If you want it now, want that's it now. the way to go. But if you can really – a get... better financial model is the MSR because you get more. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And we're going to be talking – in fact, I was just emailing Austin Tillman and David Stevens a little bit earlier about scheduling them for the broadcast talking about servicing. And we're, they've got some reports that are going to be coming out, so we're, as soon as I get those get those reports republished, some of the latest data being published, he, they're going to be coming on talking about servicing, and I know you'll be a part of that broadcast. Uh, very good, Prophet Doctor. Well, when Austin, so and Dave come on the show, when Austin and Dave yeah. come on the show, I have to get out the dictionary. Yeah, it, it is true. Those guys are, they, they really do have so much knowledge on this. It's so good. Love those guys. So we're excited about having that broadcast when it comes up. Many do, and so we pick up a whole new audience with the servicing group when, when they're on. So it's good. Andy, thank you so much. Again, second My sponsored pleasure. by Optimal Blue Secondary Interactive. And looking forward to your thoughts on the new year. Very good. Uh, folks, um, the markets are down 320. If you're looking at the Dow Jones, it's really interesting. It's 320 right at the moment. We're going to get an update on the how are mortgage-backed securities looking right now. They're God, good. Joe Fars, I'm looking at his website. Going up. Good, good stuff. Prices are going up. Rates are going down. Good stuff, folks. We're going to be right back talking about the future of 2015, what you should be paying attention to. 
right after this brief break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mortgage Banking Solutions is the preeminent management consulting firm to the residential mortgage lending industry. No other firm in the U.S. offers the menu of services or the level of expertise to the industry. If you're looking for help converting from best efforts to hedging or need help with bookkeeping to know your profit per loan, if you are interested in making the transition from broker to banker, or if you just need a roadmap for success, Mortgage Banking Solutions' primary focus is to enable executives to take their business to the next level and guide them down a path towards success and profitability. With over 300 combined years of experience in all facets of mortgage lending, the Mortgage Banking Solutions team of professionals has the expertise and know-how to help you accomplish your goals. New warehouse lines of credit, broker-to-banker transitions, transitioning to hedging, financial and accounting services, or meeting your capitalization needs. If you need help with these or any other aspects of your business, please contact a Mortgage Banking Solutions sales team to see how we can help you at 512-977-9900. It's 512 512- Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Welcome to the broadcast again. This is David Lickin, your host, and it is so exciting to talk about the new year as most of us are we're in it and uh, like it's it's a double monday is that what you said alice that was hilarious i love that expression double monday but we're joined by andy alice and joe we're going to talk about what's important we think you should be focusing on the new year and it's a it's a real there is so much to focus on there's not a lack of anything uh by the way alice sent me the link to that we got a lot of requests alice <laughs> for that uh, for the banished word so here it is everybody www.issu.edu l oh oh it's Sorry. is it is it l yes an l for l. uh lake superior oh, state I'm, okay yep. oh that's a lowercase l i'm so sorry so www. Yes dot l s s u dot e d u forward slash banished forward slash that'll get you right there folks there you have it look at all you can get and learn from a great training company alice alvey joe far good to have you let's get into talking about some of the what we think is the future here so there's there's a lot to go there we should we should start with you right let's hear what you have to say on the origination side right i know you're doing a lot of work these days with originators and um, and folks in handling the the business at the from the C-suite. So, you know, what should the originators be thinking of? What is your top three for 2015? What are well, your top it three? is uh, that that's that's great. Thank you, Alice. Uh, there's there is so much to be focusing on, and we're getting so many emails in on today. Several people uh, just wrote said love your show. Uh, and so it's a, thank you all. There's so many people writing in today. So thank you, listeners. Appreciate it. Okay, let me tell you. Here's the three things that I think we need to really be looking for in the new year if you're origination. For the origination folks out there, number one, your company is under more intense scrutiny by the CFPB, by regulators, than you can imagine. When you hear your, you get these dreaded emails from Alice's counterparts out there, you now have to do this. We have to comply with this. Folks, don't blow it off. They're not trying to make your life difficult. They're just trying to keep their company in business, your company in business. So my number one soapbox I'm getting up on and telling everybody is we got to deal with this, folks. We've got to deal with the fact that this is very critical that we start understanding the environment we're in. The old, we're, we're in a new year, and it's a new world as it relates to the attitude we have to take on with CFPB and the whole regulatory environment that's out there. So that's number one. Number two, I really think that it is structured. Those that seem to be the most doing the best job right now are those that are most structured in what they're in, in their business processes. I'm talking about time blocking, time management. It's really interesting to me that those that are doing the best job uh, out there are those that are the most structured right now. So um, I'm looking at this and seeing those that seem to be doing the best at originating. They set up time, very rigid structure. And I'm working uh, with the folks at Core Training uh, and Summit Funding. And I tell you, those that follow this plan, it works. The results show it for themselves. So those are a couple of the things that I really think that are really important. Now, the other trend that we're seeing that is really interesting, and Alice, you and I were talking about this briefly before the broadcast, and that is I actually see a resurgence of the mortgage broker. There's Because costs need to be cut and are always going to be managed, we're going to see more brokers coming on 
the scene, and people that were trying to make it inside of another company are, are going to go back to independence. And I think there's going to be receptivity. What you and I were talking about, Alice, I want to get your thoughts on this as well, is the, the, the emerging uh, correspondent, the mini court core program, any correspondent program, there is so much intense scrutiny on that. People, there are programs, and I don't see that going away, but there's such intense scrutiny on that that I really think those that are trying to go there are going to find themselves feeling in a tighter box than if they were even just brokering that loan. Your thoughts, Alice, on that last point? Yeah, absolutely. So when Dave, Dave brought this up on the call beforehand uh, for the listeners, and you know, he thought, you know, I'm you you were saying I'm seeing this. What do you think? I thought that's odd that you bring that up because in the last two weeks, we were getting a few calls as well with folks saying, I don't think I can meet this mini correspondent route. But my warehouse lender now wants a business plan, and the plan has to talk about how I'm going to get myself to the next level and how I'm not going to stay a mini-core. And they go, I'm here for a reason, because I can't afford to be a full lender, right? I can't afford an underwriter. I don't want to spend all those money in the QC. I mean, I had one gentleman on the phone just come right out and say, I don't want to be that compliant. <laughs> he said, wow. I don't have the money. He said, I, I, that's too yeah. expensive. And so I, I see a fallback. I, I mean, we've talked to some folks who think, if there really is going to be this forced plan, then I have to move out of Minicore to someday plan that I will be a full correspondent, or at least I'm acting like a lender, I'm just choosing not to make a loan decision, then some folks may be pulling back. And to your point, Dave, others looking and saying, I can do this on my own. I don't want to be part of a big organization anymore. Well, I think the mini correspondent program is one of those ones where it was in a concept it was going to work. But what we're finding is more and more companies are really not in a place where they can uh, can really comply unless you're of a certain size. There, we're seeing another thing trend is the the economies of scale. Smaller companies are going to have more of a struggle, and the same cost goes into staying compliant. Going into your world, which we want to go to next, Alice. I want to get your thoughts. Is it, they're just it, the cost is so high. So if it's the same cost, you either need to get bigger, or you're going to have to increase your margin so to keep, stay competitive as a small company to cover the cost to do it right. You're going to be in. It, it's just going to make that competitive landscape that much more uneven. So let's looking at the time. Let's run over to you because I want to make sure we get to Andy and uh, Joe as well. So Alice, what are your things that we think we should be focusing on? The trend well, of course, of everyone knows I'm going to bring up the Truth and Lending RESPA Integrated Disclosures, right? So that's number one. We can dedicate a couple of shows to that in the coming months or so to go over all of the issues operationally that everybody's facing with those. You, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a shameless plug here. We have our TILA RESPA Integrated Disclosure Packages. You can purchase these very cheap. We want you to succeed at this, so we're giving you Word documents and PowerPoints. I mean, for those of you who say, I just don't want to read 1,900 pages, you can buy these just to teach your managers what the rule is, and then they can take the Word documents. You get a license to be able to use them, edit them, to put in your own policies and procedures. So we've given you a solution there. I know you're getting many trainings from various sources, but ours are real in the weeds. As a matter of fact, you can get a flavor for it uh, from an article in Mortgage Compliance Magazine that we just wrote about it, and that will give you a taste for what's in it. And then we're going to have samples on our website coming up here. The other big game changer, I think, I mentioned on last week's show was Collateral Underwriter that's coming out from Fannie Mae. Um, it is going to be on January 25th, I think is the date, when this will be live. And what it is is you will be, when you run the appraisal up through the portal, through and using your appraisal data set, now that Fannie has several years of data, they have they will be returning feedback messages now and actually underwriting the appraisal. This is brand new. Uh, you can go check it out from their website. They have a couple of tutorials, and they will give you feedback messages on inconsistencies in the report, what they feel the value should be, and then, of course, they'll give it a grade between one and five with which one is being the lowest risk and five being high risk. So as now when I'm looking at the feedback messages, this is a new layer of conditions. This is a new layer of problems because they're going to be using their 14 million appraisals and 20 million comps and going, hey, you know what? Your appraiser called this sale price 200000 on his last report and is now saying the comp sold for 220 So you're going to get very clear, undisputable things you have to solve. And I think I've got a list of about 
10 questions right now that are going to change this operationally from underwriting to how we deal with realtors to how we deal with appraisals and, and add one more step in the loan process. So uh, that, to me, is the major game changer operationally is the change with the collateral underwriter. And then you already mentioned it. You know, to, I'm with you on the intense scrutiny that everyone's going to be under. Yeah, it's just so it's, it's going to be painful. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, people need to have a good resource. And this is, I mean, yes, we are friends, and yes, we talk. But I mean, I'm, folks, I cannot think of a better resource when it comes to training because if you're getting this stuff, you got to find someone who's doing it in a way that will make it interesting for those that are probably not. As highly motivated as you as a business owner might be in doing this. So I'll tell you, Alice, you do a great job. I encourage our listeners to get a hold of you on that note. So let's move over to Joe Farr. We're going to save the profit doctor then because, you know, he covers so many topics. But I want to really get into Joe. Joe, the notes you sent over I thought were so informational especially when you're talking about the oil prices. This is something for me that really has my attention and what this could bring some. At the Andy Shell, the prophet doctor, talks about fat tails, those things that are come out of the blue are unexpected. And I think this one could have, this has got that flavor of having some fat tails about it, could have some consequences. But give share with us your thoughts. Yeah, I think there are several fat tails. We'll get into that. But, you know, I guess you got to start, uh, you mentioned scale, and scale's driven off of volume, and volume's somewhat attributed to interest rates. And this year, I don't see any reason that you should expect interest rates to be a problem. Uh, we start at very uh, in a very good position. You know, we've got modest economic growth here in the U.S. with low inflation. We have the lowest rates of the year, lowest rates of since uh, early, uh, say, April or May of 2013. Right now, the 30-year fixed-rate average rates around 3.8%, and there are lots of ways to determine that. But it's uh, it, it, we're starting out at a very good position, and so where will rates go from here is the question. And a lot of that, I think, depends on global economic growth. We're seeing uh, low inflation around the world, and that's that's helping keep our rates low. Europe's slow, China's slow, Japan's slow. Uh, there are uh, activities, the fat tails you talked about, uh, maybe foreign central banks. Will they continue to increase economic stimulus in those countries that are slow? Uh, will the ECB, I mean, they've talked about buying sovereign bonds. Will they actually start doing that? Uh, and, and will that stimulus work? Initially, as they enter into those uh, economic stimulus packages, it's probably going to be good for more trades. But as the economy uh, reacts to that stimulus, it, it may have a, a negative effect down the road. And then, uh, David, as I mentioned, the U.S. economy's been growing pretty well. Uh, so the question is, how long can yeah. the U.S. economy continue to outperform the rest of the world? Um Again, if it slows, uh, as the rest of the world uh, has slowed, then uh, we could see less pressure on inflation and better interest rates. Uh, I don't think any of these questions are going to be answered real soon, but uh, you know, uh, as a result, I think rates should stay relatively low for the foreseeable future. Now, the fat well, when we were talking about. before the broadcast, I want to call everyone's listeners' attention. Sorry, Joe, for jumping in there, but uh, okay. to last week's broadcast where we had Logan Motoshami on, he gave a really interesting forecast. It was very accurate. Now, this is a guy who's a loan originator who out in L.A. that studies the market. He has been more accurate. He's now getting quoted by CNBC, Bloomberg, as a loan originator, tracking what's going on out there. Yeah. His predictions are coming in more accurate than some of the Ph.D. economists. So, Folks, go back and listen to that broadcast. And, Joe, you agreed with a lot of it, at least the rate rate well, uh, part of what uh, was. Yeah, Logan said uh, he would expect mortgage rates to remain in a range between 35 and 45 for this year, for 2015. Yeah, that's and, good. And, and I think really that's a very good, good range. I think, uh, yeah. uh, you know, if we sit at 380, obviously the, down, the, the downside opportunity is not as great as the upside risk, but uh, that's really a pretty narrow range when you think about it, and quite a, a favorable range for mortgage production. And and so you know you mentioned fat tails earlier, and the the yeah. uh, several fat tails have to do, I think, with uh, southern European countries and the political disruption that seems to be coming along as those austerity measures are being met with unfavorable uh, 
reaction by the by the people there. Uh, there's talk about Greece leaving the European Union. Uh, Germany kind of says, so does anyone care? You know, so uh, what will happen <laughs> in those countries? And, and yeah. will we be back to uh, some of that, that high level of uncertainty that followed the whole crisis, the, the Greece uh, crisis uh, in 2010 and spread to uh, Spain and Portugal and a number of the Euro- southern European countries? So uh, a big fat tail there. And, and quite frankly, if if that kind of things ha- happens, that would be favorable for U.S. mortgage rates and not unfavorable. Uh, you mentioned oil prices, Dave, and, and the question there is how long are oil prices going to remain this low? Uh, the Fed referenced uh, the drop in oil prices in their last uh, at their last um, statement and, and in the press conference as being transitory. And and that certainly is true unless they remain low for a long period of time. At some point in time, low oil prices don't only affect prices at the gas pump, but uh, in a number of products produced and sold, and and that is uh, uh, has an impact of lowering inflation. So uh, oil prices remaining low for a long period of time could, again, be favorable for mortgage rates. Now, uh, at this point, if they were to go back up, they might not have a, a, an unfavorable effect on mortgage rates, but certainly they have uh, will, will have an effect. And, and then... Uh, when you look at oil prices, yeah. you you have counteracting influences. Uh, you have you have more money in the pockets of people who aren't spending as much on gas, which are going to be spending that money on uh, goods and services. Retail sales will probably increase. Consumer confidence, as we've seen, has gone up, and that just means people are going to be more active participants in the economy. Uh, offset some of that by you know. Uh, the risk of losing jobs in in a number of uh, oil producing states, much like uh, we would see in South Texas here. So uh, oil prices are a fat tail, and and it's who's to say how long they're going to remain this low. And as, as you mentioned uh, earlier in the show, they uh, were close to going below fifty. Uh, are they going to stop wow. there, or are they going to continue to go? So, and then in the mortgage yeah, industry, is, the, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was I just say the consequence of that in Russia. In other parts of the world, and that's why I said on my Today's Mortgage Minute video that I do every day, I said I think we may see more external outs off the shore, out of the shores of uh, offshore foreign events having more of an impact on our markets than economic events because the economics seems to be pretty steady improving. So that was just I'm really interested about this particular topic, especially after I listened to a podcast uh, from Financial Sense, Financial Sense News Hour is one of the podcasts I listened to, and they said. The the Saudis or the OPEC nations have really started a what a, a tarmont to a uh, oil wars. They're going to drop the price to anyone that's starting to produce. The fact that we've got the shale going to the degree that we do here in Texas, that they're really going to um, they're really going after that and shutting that down. Hope to shut it down so they maintain the control. So whether or not that's uh, the perspective here or not, but it's going to have some consequences. So anyway, well, one, of the, one of the fat tails that go along with that is uh, will it get bad enough in those producing countries, ones whose economy are driven much more heavily by uh, oil production, uh, will they continue to be able to honor their uh, debt obligations? And if if they're not, will that spread its way throughout the financial system? So uh, it has ramifications throughout our economy and and the economies of the world, and and we'll just have to wait and see how how long they stay low. Yeah, it's good. it's going to be really, really interesting. And again, staying up, whatever happens, I mean, you your website really just talks about, it reflects the results of what's going on. You're not trying to predict what's going on. You're just right. giving immediate results. Great stuff. I want to make sure we have enough time for the Profit Doctor, and I'm looking forward to getting his thoughts. By the way, one of our listeners, Jeff Jensen, wrote me. And uh, it was one of the guys writing and saying how he enjoys the broadcast. And I really appreciate that. He's just publishing a book called What a Hoot. I love the name. Let's Get Recruited. So it's a great book that's being published, I believe, on the 15th of this month. So check it out at www.hootinrecruiting.com. Love it. It's all about recruiting the right people, though. So can't wait to hear read the book. He's sending me a copy of it, and we're going to be talking more on it. Maybe we'll get you to come on the broadcast, Jeff. And have you talk about it once it's out and about. So let's shift over to the Profit Doctor. Good to have you in the house. I knew you've been one busy guy at the end of 2014, uh, Andy Shell. And again, give us your thoughts on 2015. Well, I was I was very much enjoying listening to what Alice had to say, and I was very much enjoying listening to Prof- uh, Professor Farr. 
Dr. Farr, yeah, give us his economic <laughs> information. We may have him as a do. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Professor Farr, that may stick. Yeah, so <laughs> that's very interesting. You know, and, and it comes back to why do I care about what happens to the ruble? But obviously there are lingering effects for sure. Well, hey, you know the, where uh, we got the fat tail expression, though? You know who brought that to our listeners? Yours, you, you. Yeah. Well, you made us yeah, aware exactly, of what fat tails are all about. Statistical anomalies. Yeah, six standard deviation events that should have been in the first and ended up in the sixth. And so, hey, Dave, the thing about <laughs> what person this, just wrote? What person just wrote us and said, after I listened to Andy's show, my head hurts. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. They, you're, <laughs> I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm gonna make this, what you got for 2015? I'll make this simple. I'll make this simple. You, you know, you've been talking about uh, structure and planning, and that from an origination perspective, an organization who has an origination team that is structured and plans and has, you didn't use this word, but I'm going to throw in the word governance or accountability, because that's really key. You have the accountability along with the structure and the planning, and you have most of the time successful origination efforts. You know, you got to be able to, you have to have personality, you have to be able to communicate, have to be able to speak, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, if you can do those things with accountability, structure, and planning, you'll be successful. And so yes. that's the same thing as all the rest of this stuff. The, the, the biggest thing that I think is going to hit in 2015 is what does it mean to be fully compliant with all of the CFPB rules? And the yeah. CPAs that yeah. I'm working with are calling it compliance management systems. And at the end of the day, what that really means is how do you know that the consumer is protected? We're talking about in the, 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 the TIL, you know, GFE, CFPB, third-party management, the servicing rules for QWR that I talked about a little bit earlier, about if a, if a customer sends in a request, you have timelines you have to follow. So it's a you know, fair lending, AML, BSA, all of those things are relating back to the question, how do you know the consumer is protected? Because all this stuff ultimately driven from the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, Reg B, a lot of it starts there, and then how do you know the consumer is protected? And that's what a CMS is, and that's just about having structure and planning and governance. Governance and accountability are kind of the same thing. Who are you accountable to? Well, there's someone, some group in your company has to be tracking this stuff and make sure that you really do know that the consumer is protected. From your data breaches, you can't, you know, how do you know you're not going to get hacked? Uh, so you need to be able to have a monitoring system, and you need to test that your compliance management system is working right. So you need to test it, and you need to report back, and then apply corrective action if it's not done right, and then report again, make sure it's done, and then it becomes a cycle. So it's going to be significant for those who are refusing to accept structure if someone like Alice referred to a mini correspondent who doesn't want to follow the rules, well, you know what? Someone like that just needs to get out of the industry because you're not going to survive. You're just yeah. going to make everybody else look bad. Except the fact yeah. that there is structure and planning as the path to success with accountability. That is a proven fact. Compliance management systems have to be here. It's going to be the world for the future. CFPB is not going away. So then the last point, you talked about compliance costs. How does a small lender comply? Well, like you know, maybe you become a broker. That's one path, but that doesn't alleviate you from all the CFPB rules. You still have some of that stuff you got to follow, and so then it becomes efficiency and and pricing. And Tony Gartano spoke earlier on the show about BI business intelligence and as being yes. the, the the future for 2015. And I think that's true. That's where the systems like motivity come into a place because you drive efficiency by measuring results. You can't manage what you can't measure. So you have to be able to measure every aspect of your organization in order to identify where you aren't efficient. And as you extract efficiency into your, in, in, in your organization, you, you force your organization into efficiency by your measuring tools that you're watching. Then as your efficiency increases, costs decrease because you can do more loans with the same people monitoring your pricing extensively by, by using Optimal Blues systems, you're then able to really monitor stuff, see where things are, and then that's all going to drive back to profitability. And, you know, everybody's happy because you have really good cost per loan, low-level profitability, profitability by branch, region, by product, blah, blah, blah. 
and then you're then everybody has an amazing 2015 if you'll just do that stuff. Yeah, you know what? You got to get a hold of Andy Shell. Andy, give me your phone number. Several people said there's so much in what he's saying. CMS, Compliance Management Systems. How can they get a hold of you, Andy? Best number to reach you at five one two. Five zero one two eight one two. And if you want to talk to Dave, call five zero one two eight one zero. I'm just two digits <laughs> away from Dave. We're two digits apart is all. Yeah, well, in one sense we are. We're miles apart in another because you're really smart. Good to have you with us, everybody. It's so much fun to have you be a part of the broadcast. Appreciate all of our participants. And again, be sure to come back to next week. We'll be back with everybody. Good to talk to you, everybody. Have a great week. This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week.